I want you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 6, and I want to talk tonight just for a few minutes about um, this subject. I want to take advantage of the fact that it's Veterans Day and, um, and talk about how, you know, our freedom tonight is because of, it was funny how Pastor Andrew said, the word tonight is honor. Me and him are always connected. And uh, he didn't know what I was going to preach on, but I want to preach on honor and sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Honor and sacrifice. So we're going to get to Acts chapter 6. Myra, you did the right thing. You did it exactly like you're supposed to do it. Pray first, then go to the doctor. And it worked out better because then the doctor said, we don't know what this is. So that makes the testimony even better. Amen. Amen. And you know what? There's something very powerful about that, that when you don't always see the immediate response, we think, well, God didn't do it. Or God can't do it. When you're praying for something, keep praying. Keep believing because sometimes it's that, you know, you know, Jesus prayed more than once. Never forget, never stop using the example of when we pray for the sick, that Jesus prayed for a blind man. And he said, what do you see? And he went from blind to I see men as trees. So even Jesus said, let me pray again. And he had to pray twice. And so don't ever stop praying until you get that miracle. Amen. So there's a lot to be said about uh, that and, and, and I, I have a testimony like that too, and we'll give it tonight, but where you just keep praying and believing, besides, besides the pain, besides what you're seeing, you keep trusting God that He'll do the work. Amen? So I want to talk about honor and sacrifice because tonight, if it wasn't for the honor and the, sac- sorry, the sacrifice of, of our soldiers, we would not have the freedom we have. We all know that. But it's not something that just happens, it's a choice. And uh, as believers and, and Christians and children of God, we choose, just like a soldier does, to, to commit and to enlist in the army of the Lord. And now we are part of the greatest army ever assembled. Amen? We're a part of the army of the Lord. Amen? How many are excited to be soldiers tonight in the army of the Lord? We should not say that lightly. We should not think about that lightly because obviously that's a small scale, not putting small what our soldiers have done for our, for our freedom. But we know that the ultimate sacrifice was Jesus. And the ultimate sacrifice was when he gave his life. John 15 says, no greater love does a man have for his brother that he would lay down his life for him. And so we can say a lot of times, you know, people can say, I love America and I love freedom. But soldiers didn't just say it. They went and gave it to us. They went and died for it. Amen. And so we need to understand that that crosses over into the kingdom of God. We can say we love Jesus. We can say we want to serve the Lord. We can say all kinds of things, but we need to be in a place in our lives where we truly lay our lives down for the gospel. Amen. And we might not have a chance. We, sometimes we think so big that we don't do the little. We might think, well, I, I, I may, well, would I ever have an opportunity to have to die for my faith? Would I ever have to choose my life over, over, you know, over living, living or dying for Jesus? Some of us might never come to that. But the fact that we come to church, the fact that we pray the fact that we serve, we're every day, just like Pastor Andrew said at the offering, we're honoring our Lord. We're honoring His death. 
So today on a Veterans Day, we, we know that we should honor it every day, whether it's Veteran Day or not, we should be honoring our veterans. I hope that when you go around and you see soldiers, you thank them for their service. And you make sure that you go out of your way to let them know that they're thanked and loved. You know, our presidency wants to bring 10,000 Syrians into our country and we have 50,000 veterans on the streets. So we need to take care of our own first. Amen. But we need to have that sense of thankfulness that every day we have the security we have in our nation because of people who are no longer here. Not just the ones who are still upholding that, but they are gone and, and, and what I want to show you in the scriptures tonight in this story is that the Lord really put on my heart is a lot of times we see things that have been done by somebody's sacrifice, but we don't know who that sacrifice is. You know, there's a, there's a tomb in Washington, D.C., the tomb of the unknown soldier. And I believe in the kingdom of God, it won't stay that way. We'll never know who that unknown soldier is and who it, the first one was or how many have, you know, died and never, never uh, been recognized but in heaven we will. But there, there is unknown, unknown soldiers every day who die for their faith and die for the gospel and die for Jesus that will never have accolades. They'll never have anybody giving them a pat on the back. But they have such a relationship with God that they say, I will die for my Lord whether somebody else sees me or not. And, and we might say, well, that's just so radical. But God wants us to have that mentality in our own lives. He wants us to love God so much that we would lay down our lives for him. And we can't go through a night like this without thinking, what if somebody came in and said, die for for your faith, deny Jesus. We all need to always be in that place that we would give our lives for the Lord. Now, maybe we won't ever go to that extreme. It's most likely we'll never go to that extreme. But every time we make a right choice, we're sacrificing for what? For the honor of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many know when you, we talked about temptation last night in our, in our, in our uh, forum at church last night in the Bible study that we had on Tuesday night. And we talked about the fact that when you say no to that temptation, you're honoring God. Amen. That's what you're doing. When you say no to when, you're, when your flesh wants to do something wrong and you say no, you're honoring the sacrifice of Jesus. Amen. We can't ever forget that. So I want to talk tonight in Acts 6 a little bit about Stephen. I really believe Stephen is an awesome example of a soldier. A soldier who who did his job. Because today, again, there's thousands and millions who have died for their country. And Stephen died for the kingdom of God. And he's he's not mentioned very long. There's, it's not you know, years that he was in service, but Stephen made a mark. And what I want you to understand tonight is never, ever minimize what you can do for the kingdom of God. Amen. Never think, well, I, I'm just a, just a normal somebody who just goes to church and is saved. That's the wrong mentality because you have no idea who God has you to touch you have no idea who God has you to pass the baton to. You have no idea who God has watching you right now who might change their lives for Jesus and go on to be an amazing person for God. Stephen just simply did what, we, what he was supposed to do. Amen? What do you ever hear when you hear somebody who's in the military and who has you know, purple hearts and medals and all these things? I mean, you can give them all the accolades in the world 
and they're always going to give you the same answer. What will they say? I just did what I was supposed to do. Right? You're, you're always going to hear that out of a true soldier. A true soldier is going to say, I was just defending my country. That's why I became a soldier. And if you think about that tonight, that's a great attitude as a person in the gospel to say, you know what? Why do you do what you do? I do what I do because I honor Jesus. Amen. I honor my Savior. I honor the Lord. He is worthy of, of uh, because He gave the ultimate sacrifice for me. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of times we have the wrong mentality. Oh, I'm going to pray because God needs me to pray. I'm going to read because God needs me to read. I'm going to give because God needs me to give. No, we do it because it's what we're supposed to do. Amen. Because he came and gave his very best, which was his life. So look quickly in Acts 6 verse 1. I just want to show you a few verses. I'm not going to read, read uh, the whole thing. Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying... There arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. So they summoned 12 of the multitude of the disciples and said, It's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this and over this business. But we will continue ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now watch this, verse 5. And the same pleased the multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. A man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Then Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So they just began to do what they were supposed to do. And verse 8 says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great signs and wonders among the people. Do you realize that Stephen was nobody special? He was just obedient. He was nobody that was extravagant in talent. He was not probably, we don't know anything about how he looks. We don't know anything about any of his talents. It doesn't say anything about talents. It just says he was full of the spirit and of faith. You know what that should tell you? That should give you some hope tonight to make you think, you know what? We say, oh, I, I, don't, I can't sing. I can't do that. We always say the things we can't do. And you don't see anywhere in these scriptures that any of those things are qualities that God needs. They're bonuses. It's a great thing to be able to sing or draw or, or, or do whatever talent it is, play an instrument. That's a great thing. But that's not what God is looking for. God is looking for obedience. And then, here's, what, here's a great example. When you sign up for the military and you say, I want to go into the military. And listen, I know, I know I've never been in the military. I tell people that I run into all the time then I, when I thank them for their service. I said, I've never been military, but I'm patriotic to my core. I love this country. I thank God for my grandpa as an example who served in World War II. I've never been in the military, but sports helps you understand uh, dis discipline and helps you understand authority. 
And so I always thank them. I said, I've never been, but I thank you and I, and I understand the, the, the sacrifice for someone to literally say. Now, we know sometimes people get into the military because it's, it's a way out or it's a, it's a way to get discipline or their lives can be messed. We know soldiers don't always just say, you know, I want to go in the military. Sometimes they need to go in the military because they need some discipline. We know that's a case. But the bottom line is when they get recruited to go, what they do is they go meet somebody and they say, I'm available. You know what the Army's looking for and the Marines and the Navy and the, and, the, and the Air Force? They're looking for people that are available. They're not really looking so much at the talents or, or, or if they can shoot a gun or any of those things. You know what they're looking for? Availability. Because what is the Army, Air Force, Navy and Marines going to do to that soldier who signs up? They're going to train them. They're going to teach them how to shoot a gun. They're going to teach them how to be disciplined. It's the same thing with God. God doesn't need you to have everything together to use you. He just needs you to say, I'm here. I'm available. I'm here to to work. I'm in the kingdom. I'm a soldier. God, use me. And then he equips you. Because it says here, he was full of faith and full of power of the Holy Spirit. All he was was willing. Amen? Amen. So that's what God's looking for is availability. And then he does the qualification. He doesn't call you first and qualify you first. He calls you. Then he qualifies you. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Nobody. That's why. That's why when Pastor Dylan and Ashley are going out to preach, they're not ready. When we started our church, we weren't ready. You, You don't get ready and then go. You say, I'll go, and then God gets you ready. Amen. And that goes with any ministry. That goes with any availability in the church, anything you do for the Lord. You say, Lord, I'm available. Now make me able. Amen. You can't say, Lord, I'm able. I'm able because these people were not able. They were just available. Amen. So he goes from just being available to being a hero for us. If anybody knows the story of Stephen, he's a hero. So it says he's full of faith and full of power. Verse 8 does great signs and wonders. And look at verse 10. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. How many want that kind of life? I can't speak for you. I want that kind of life. I want that kind of anointing. I want that kind of power in my life that when I speak, people say, I can't resist. There's something. I want what you have. How many want that? How many want that in your life? You want someone to just want what you have. And it's Jesus. And it doesn't cost anything. You just say, you can have it. He wants you to have it. That's the great thing about the gospel. It's inclusive to anybody who wants to accept it. Now watch this. Verse 15. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, Saw his face as the face of an angel. This is just a normal guy. Just a normal, available guy who now is in the Lord's army and now has been anointed to have such a power and an eloquence that he is, he is leading people to the Lord. He is doing signs and wonders and now he has the face of an angel. If you don't like the way you look, say, God, give me the face of an angel. Maybe Stephen was ugly. We don't know. 
Amen? Maybe Stephen was not good on the eyes. Easy on the eyes, as you would say. Amen? That's an old saying, right? My dad said that was an old saying when, before he got married, of course. And he said that lady was easy on the eyes. Right? So maybe he wasn't handsome, but now he's full of the spirit. He's full of power. And all of a sudden he's got an angelic face. God's doing an awesome thing. Now, later on, not tonight, read all of chapter 7. Okay? All of chapter 7. And you will see one of the most amazing messages ever preached. Do you hear me? One of the most amazing messages ever preached. How many would say tonight, I don't really have an understanding of the Old Testament like I wish I did? Okay? You want to have an understanding of the Old Testament like you wish you did? Read Acts 7. How many like it when somebody reads a book for you and tells you, not, I don't mean like if you want to read the book. I'm saying you don't want to read the book and they tell you this is, this, you know, this is, this is the, the, gist, the gist of it. So you don't have to go study. And Stephen tells a message in Acts 7 of the entire old, he just sums it up. He starts at Abraham, he goes to Moses, he starts telling all the things that happened. And he's preaching and he doesn't know that what he's doing is he's preaching his very last message. Amen. We have to live our lives. You know, soldiers, every day they go out to fight, they say, this might be my last day on this earth. Think about the risk and the danger of being a soldier, especially in Iraq or Afghanistan or over across the, in a different country where there's real danger going on. Those men go to sleep every night. I don't know how they do it. They're, they are our heroes. Those men and women now go to sleep every night and don't know when they wake up in the morning if it will be their last day because of the danger. But they signed up for that. They committed to that. How many know that we need that fortitude in our lives, in our walks with God? We need to be that way. We need to say, I am going to live my life to the death for Jesus. We... We, we need to be more strong in our faith. We need to be more, more, more passionate about our faith. We need to be more observant of what God did for us. And we need to wake up every morning. And we need to remind ourselves, what if today is my last day? Am I going to leave a mark on this world? Am I going to make a difference? If I run into somebody today, and this is the last day they ever see me, did they see me smile? Did they see me say hi to them? Did they see me treat them good? Amen? What would everybody say and think about you on that last day? How many know we've got to remember every day we live could be our last? We cannot forget that. I don't say that in a fearful way. I say that in a way of understanding we've got to leave a mark. Stephen's preaching a message right here that is Holy Ghost, power, conviction, fire. You know how I know that? Because he was, pull, he was manifesting the demons. Demons were, you know when you've got the power of God moving in your life? When demons begin to manifest in your life. When problems begin to arise. When things begin, I'm not saying you got to look for problems. I'm saying you know something's happening because God is moving in your life and things are shaking. But those things can't affect you or defeat you because Jesus is bigger than those things. Amen. But you're doing something to stir up the devil. And Stephen is preaching, man. I'm telling you, go read it later. He is preaching. 
and he's preaching in public and he's preaching to everybody. He doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. And let me show you just one little part. Chapter seven. Watch this. And I'm going to close with this. Chapter seven, verse 51. He's already done a whole lot of preaching. He says, you stiff necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Woo. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. He says, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Watch this. As your fathers did, so do you. You know, we have a lot of people who say, oh, God is love. And the gospels, you're supposed to be peaceful. I don't see, I see some serious preaching right here. I see some conflict right here. You, your fathers uncircumcised. I mean, he was, he was telling them like they needed to hear it. Amen? Amen. Amen. He's preaching the truth. And he says, which of the prophets, verse 52, did your fathers not prosecute? Sorry, persecute. I mean, he's talking about the daddies. Right? Don't talk about mom and daddy. You talk about mom and dad's fighting, right? He's talking about the daddies. And they killed, he says, and they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers. He's calling them murderers. He's calling them betrayers. He's calling them uncircumcised and stiff necked. And what happens? He says, who have received the law by the direction of angels have not kept it. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. Now, stop right there. How many have read Acts chapter 2? When the true gospel, watch this, don't miss this. When the true gospel is preached, you are cut to the heart. Period. I love that my pastor taught me the gospel is a collision of souls. It is a collision That's what it is. Because when the true gospel is preached under the anointing of God and the power of God, it cuts you to the heart. Now, if if you don't believe this, read later Acts chapter 2. Because it says the same words. Here, we're going to see a manifestation of the demons. They're cut to the heart, it says, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. That's an ugly face. Look at the person next to you and gnash at him with their teeth. Say, that face looks familiar. Amen. I just saw that yesterday. Amen. Right? I mean, you gnash at your teeth. You're mad. Okay? So they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at their teeth. So they did not receive the word of God. But if you go to Acts chapter 2, don't go there now, and you read that story, Peter's preaching and the same word says they were cut to the heart. And what do they do? What do we need to do to be saved? You see the difference? Same words, same gospel, different reaction. Some will accept it and some will reject it. Some will receive it and some will say, I'm not having it. That's the gospel. And all of us, all of humanity will answer for their answer. And I thank God tonight that I have answered to the King of Kings, the just one. 
And I have put my faith in Jesus. And 23 years ago, when Chris Clark was preaching about hell and it pierced me to my heart, I did not gnash at my teeth at him. I said, what do I need to do to be saved? And I ran to the altar and I got saved. For the glory of God and by the grace of God, I was that side. And all those who, who, who clench their fists and gnash their teeth will do that for eternity if they don't give their lives to Jesus. So we see here a preaching of a soldier. Write these three things down before I forget and I'm closing, I promise. Stephen was a man of faith, number one. Actually, I'm going to add a fourth in a second. Number two, he was bold and brave. That's, that's the same number, two things. Bold and brave. Okay? He was a man of faith. He was bold and brave, number two. Number three, he was committed. How many know that once he began to preach, and once he began to see the reaction of the people, but the Holy Spirit was telling him, keep preaching... How many know that there was a moment of temptation there where his flesh began to say, bro, you're going to die if you keep talking like you're talking. You better shut up. You can stop now and you might keep some friends and you might live to see another day. But Stephen knew what later on Paul would know, which is to live as Christ and to die is gain. Amen. Amen. I hope we understand that tonight as soldiers in the army of the Lord. And the fourth one is he understood sacrifice. Okay? Sacrifice. Because, before I forget it, I'm going to say it, because his faith led him to be bold. His boldness led him to commit. His commitment led him to sacrifice. And his sacrifice, watch this, his sacrifice was not in vain. Because not only did people get saved from that message, but you'll read later on in that story that as he is stoned, a man named Saul is standing there holding the garments of the people who are stoning him. And how many know Saul became Paul? And Paul, the apostle, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Amen. And Saul, listen, listen good, Saul the Apostle Paul would have never wrote two-thirds of the New Testament if Stephen the soldier, the unknown soldier, so to speak, would not have been bold and brave and committed and sacrificial to give his life so that later on Saul would say, My God, we don't always see the, the conversion at the moment we want to. The best story would have been at that moment that Saul was holding his clothes. He would have been, he would have said, man, I want that Jesus you have, Stephen. Tell me. I, I, that would have been even a better, it would have been a bit even cooler story at that moment. Sometimes we, we see something happen and we, 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 God puts some words in us and we think, they're for sure going to get saved. And they walk off and don't do it. You think I have failed, but let me tell you something. No sacrifice, no sacrifice done for the Lord is in vain. 
No sacrifice done for the Lord is in vain. Stephen did not even do it for an applause. He just did it because that's what soldiers do. I mean, no, we need to change our mentality and our vocabulary when people say, why do you go to church? Oh, because we're supposed to. Why do you pray? Well, we're supposed to. There, there's a truth to that. That's what we do. Why do you go to church? Because that's what we do. Why do you give your money to, because that's what soldiers do in the army of the Lord. Why do you go to church so much? Because that's what soldiers do. Soldiers march. Soldiers go to work. Soldiers are in the army. Would a soldier be a soldier if they weren't in the army? You have to be in the army. You have to be being a soldier to be a soldier. You can't sign up to be a soldier and get all the gear and then go to the beach. Because you're not a soldier. You just have clothes. A soldier is a soldier because a soldier does what soldiers do. Is a Christian a Christian because they say they're a Christian? No, a Christian is a Christian because they do what Christians do. How many want to be doers? How many want to be soldiers in the army of the Lord? So he goes on preaching. They get cut to the heart. Verse 55, we'll finish right here. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. Jesus standing at the right hand and he said look I see the heavens open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God and that's the thing I love you know when we're, when we're soldiers in the army of the Lord we, we salute people salute soldiers they stand in allegiance when they do the, the, the allegiance, pledge of allegiance to the flag when we sing our national anthem we stand and we put our hands over our heart it gets me mad when people don't do that Gets me mad. It's my blood born. If you don't do that, do that, please. That's what you're supposed to do. Come on, give me an amen or a woe is me. Have some patriotism in your country. Take your hat off. Get your hands out your pocket. Stand there and say the, sing the national anthem of your country. Amen? Because people died for that. Amen? There's patriotism in that. And God expects the same thing from us as soldiers. Do what God asks us to do. Be a soldier in the army of the Lord. Don't be that person that makes someone else mad that says, why don't they do what Christians are supposed to do? Let's give a good example of what a soldier is. What's our first example? Jesus. This is a real good example right here too. And Stephen, he says he's full of the Holy Spirit. He saw Jesus standing and then Jesus was sitting. The Bible says he's seated on the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says he stood up. I don't know about you, but I want to do something that would make Jesus stand up for me. Stand up. Amen. Almost, almost in our ways tonight, church, and the musicians can come, almost in our ways tonight, in our military way, Jesus stood up and saluted him. Y'all following that? I'm not, I'm not trying to add to the stories. I'm saying in our way of understanding, Jesus saluted Stephen as the king of the army. And he said, you're dying for a good cause. I'll see you soon. Amen? I'll see you soon. And we know he went into the presence of God.
But the Bible goes on to say there that he goes on to forgive. He goes on to forgive. You know, you got these soldiers. Every, of course, there's, there's soldiers that get back here. And we need to pray more for our soldiers. Especially the ones who are out and who live in this country. I don't have the answer. No one has the answer in one answer. But we can pray for them. It makes me so sad that our soldiers have to go and through all this rigor mortis of going to the VA and having to go and get medicine and having to do all these things so that the government can have, you know, p pills and all these things. Man, these people died physically. They're still alive, but some of them don't have limbs. And they don't get treated like soldiers. They get forgotten. <laughs> Cannot forget what they've done for us. Amen? And they need our prayers. They need our love. They need our support in any way we can. I know that, you know, some get back and make bad choices. Some get back and go into things, but I'm not, you know, there's always cases. But in general, they did what they were supposed to do. And they did it because that's what soldiers do. And if they can come back and they can forgive, you know, if anybody could get mad, it'd be these soldiers who don't get taken care of. And you, you, I know that there's been some wrong ones, of course, but I don't, I'm surprised we don't have more soldiers going on shooting sprees and just losing it and just saying, man, forget these people. They, don't, they won't even help me feed my family. But we see Stephen... As they're stoning him, he says, Father, forgive them. He says, don't put this blood on them. Man, what a spirit. You know what we should do as Christians? We should be wanting that spirit. We shouldn't just go, wow, that's great. Man, what a great man. We should say, Lord, give me that spirit. That I could be bold. That I could be faithful that I could be sacrificial, amen, that I could be uh, obedient to the Lord. You know what? One of these days, we're going to have the greatest award service ever in heaven. Amen. amen? And every sacrifice we ever made is going to be worth it. But I think if you'll just stop and reflect, we really haven't done much. I'm not saying that to be mean. I think we need to sacrifice more. Don't you? I think we need to sacrifice more. I think there's more that can be done for the kingdom. It's like our old saying, we'll rest when we get to heaven. Amen. We're going to work and work and preach and teach and evangelize and do what's right and do what soldiers do and not expect that pat on the back from uh, other people. Eventually, we're going to get a pat on the back. And it's going to be better than any man or woman's pat on the back or any applause you could ever get. It's going to be a crown of righteousness. That God himself, Jesus Christ himself will give to you. I mean, can you imagine when a soldier stands before his president or his chief executive and to, you know, get that medal from that man? That's the greatest honor that a soldier could get, we will eventually have that great honor of having Jesus give us a crown. And how many know at that moment when we get that crown, some people say, 
you know, why would we want to give it back to him? If you really think about it, that's a no-brainer. If you really think about that, that's a no-brainer. How could we keep it? Because we wouldn't even be getting it. We wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for his initial sacrifice. Amen? Let's pray tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son. He sacrificed. He gave of himself. He stepped out of heaven and came down and died for us. He is the ultimate sacrifice. This is not a message to take away from Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is everything. But Jesus is God. But then we see someone like Stephen, who's just a normal person. Tonight, God's speaking to us, the normal people. God's speaking to us, the common people. People who are just everyday people, just normal people in the world. Most people don't know who we are. But I want you to know that you are not just somebody. You are a soldier in the army of the Lord. And there is dignity in being a soldier. You wear a uniform. And when people see that uniform, there should be honor to that uniform. People should honor us as we honor the Lord. As we honor the Lord. We, we stand in place and representation. When you think about the word honor, it's us representing Jesus. What an honor it is to have the privilege to honor and represent the King of kings and Lord of lords. How many tonight in this place? The Lord speaking to you, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, God is speaking to you and He's saying, Son, daughter, I want to use you just like Stephen. You might not have ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You might not have given him lordship. You have not enlisted. You know about the Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force, but you have not enlisted. You have not signed your name on the dotted line. You have not said, I want you to be my Lord. How many tonight would say, Pastor, that's me. I need, I need to change my life. I need to be saved. Would you just put your hand up? put it right back down. I want to pray for you all over this place. Just quickly say, that's me. I'm not saved. I want to be tonight. I want to know. I want to be enlisted in the Lord's army. I'm going to give just a few seconds. I'm not saved, but I want to be. Maybe you're here tonight and at some point in your life, you said what we call the sinner's prayer and you gave your life to Jesus and you, you said, Jesus, I believe you're the Lord. I believe you're the Savior. But you know, in being a soldier, you can go AWOL. That means absent without leave. Absence without permission. You're out there and a lot of Christians are AWOL today. And they need to come back. And they need to get back in the army. They need to get back to what they're supposed to be doing. How many could say, Pastor, I've gone AWOL. And I need to come home tonight. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. That's me. God bless you, sir. That's me. I need to come home. 
I can't choose for you tonight. You can't choose for anybody else. Now, how many could say, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but inside, I, I want to be the best representation of Jesus that I can possibly be. I, I want to realize tonight that I am a soldier and I'm just going to do what soldiers do. I'm just going to be faithful. I'm just going to be bold. And I'm going to sacrifice for my Lord as my Lord sacrificed for me. What a great story of Stephen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. We're going to spend some time in prayer tonight. If you raise your hand for salvation or rededication tonight, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to make a bold statement. You know, Stephen stood there knowing he was going to get stoned. We can stand in a church where there's no real repercussions and say, I need Jesus. If you raise your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you have not enlisted in the Lord's army, I want to ask you just to step out of your seat quickly and come down here. I want to pray with you just quickly all over this place. You step, you raised your hand or you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need to come. I'm going to wait five seconds. Confessing before men tonight. Amen. Don't be ashamed. I can't make you come, so you're not coming, so we're going to move on. Amen. You know, Stephen could have, at any moment when he's preaching boldly, um, he could have said, I just saw someone pick up a stone. This is not going to go well. And he could have changed his words. I believe he probably said stiff-necked people after they picked up the stones. Because he was bold. Because he wasn't afraid of them. He wasn't afraid of what man can do. He, He was more afraid of not honoring God. That's what God's looking for. People who are more afraid of not honoring God. Amen? And and something can rise up in you as another person picked up a stone. The Bible says they began to pick up stones and they began to hurl at him. Might have missed the first time. I mean, if someone threw a big rock at you, it might be a good reason to change your vocabulary or stop talking. But he kept preaching. And he kept preaching. And he kept preaching so much that they stoned him to death. I don't think any of us can imagine what that would be like. I don't, I don't think we can even fathom that. Getting shots, one thing. But even getting your head cut off can't be as bad as being stoned to death. I mean, you've got to have some serious big stones thrown at you to die from that. And a lot of them. And somewhere along there, along the way, somehow he finds the way to say, Lord, forgive them for this. Oh my gosh. Lost me there. How many lose there? But that's what we don't want to be. We don't want to be in the flesh. He was in the spirit. Lord, fill us with your spirit tonight. Lord, let us honor who you are. Let us honor the sacrifice that our men and women did for our country, but way more, the sacrifice Stephen made to reach Saul. And Saul reached and then reached and they reached and reached and reached. Now tonight, who are we reaching? Who is the person that we're supposed to touch? Who's watching our life tonight? More people than you think probably. So as we we sing a song tonight, let's, let's find a place to pray. Let's... Let's ask the Lord. Let's honor the Lord with our sacrifice tonight. Let's let's ask Him somehow, some way to be able to prove to Him and show to Him 
how much we love him. Lay down our lives for him tonight. Say, God, I give you everything I have tonight. I give you my life, my thoughts, and concerns. Yours, Father. Broken and scattered. We honor you, Lord Jesus. Mercy gathered.
not like he had a book to read that said if you'll give your life you'll become a hero and you'll be amazing and Saul will get saved and all these things just like there's no guarantee for soldiers that they're going to get any kind of accolades they just do what they're supposed to do for the cause for the cause I thank God that when our soldiers come back sadly and they've passed away the honor that they get. I thank God for that. But you know when they die, especially not knowing the Lord, they don't see that. They don't see the stories you've heard on the plane when they have a pass, when they have a soldier below, and the families on the plane, and the honor that they get on that plane. It's an amazing. How many have read those stories? It's amazing when you read about those planes. And how sometimes they'll reroute and they'll do all these different things so that they can make sure that the family's there and that they treat that, that casket correctly and they take it out of the plane. And they, there's all kinds of honor, but that soldier never sees it. The last thing that soldier sees is an explosion or a bullet. He doesn't see that great, awesome, amazing honor. But he did it because that was his job. And I think we have to remind ourselves our job is to live for Jesus. It's not for accolades. It's not for a pat on the back. It's because that's what we're supposed to do. Amen? He gave his life so that we would give ours. No greater love has a man than he would lay his life down for his brother. It's our cause. The awesome thing for us is we do know there'll be a reward. We will be rewarded. Pastor Dylan read that Sunday night. Everything we've ever given up, houses, family, all that stuff, be given back a hundredfold. So we will receive it back. We have that honor, that blessing. But the attitude needs to be, God, I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to do. Amen? So next time you don't feel like doing something or, or the Lord tells you to do something, you're tired or whatever, just remember Stephen. Just say, Lord, I'm gonna be, I don't want to be like Stephen. I, mean, I want to be like Stephen. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to complain. I don't want to make an excuse. I don't want to, because we can all sacrifice more for the cause, for the cause. Amen. Now, we, do, we know we do it for our local church, and we do it for the, the immediate cause, but the greater cause is through that small cause. And we, we would see revival. We would see amazing things if we would just keep that in our mind we are soldiers working for a cause and this is a great message for this time of year because it's a great celebration it's Christmas and it's Thanksgiving and we get into all these festivities but we can get busy and not be sacrificial amen we can be in 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 Christmas time and be worried about getting gifts instead of what really matters Right? So keep your attitude right, your heart right, your spirit right. 
as a soldier. 